Matthew chapter 7, we're going to uh, carry on here, uh, start a little series, a mini-series on uh, uh, prayer, really, Ask, Seek, and Knock, A-S-K. And we looked last time in the first part uh, about asking and, and that, that God wants to hear from us. Again, these verbs here, ask, seek, and knock, they all have to do with uh, something that's continuous. The, the tense is a continuous thing. We, we continue to ask. We continue to seek. We continue to knock. We keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. And so, really, this is uh, you know, what, what God wants us to do. Why? Because He wants us to come to Him. He wants to have that ongoing relationship, not just... You know, one time we talk to him and then maybe we don't talk to him again for another year or another month or whatever it might be. He wants to have a continuous relationship. If you're going to have any kind of a deep relationship with somebody, right, you have to, you have to communicate frequently, not just once. And so he wants to have that kind of relationship with us. And, and uh, he, it says there, ask, let's read those verses again, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? What a promise. This is like such a positive thing. We talked a little bit about the fact that, you know, God reserves the right to say no. We ask and He doesn't always say yes. He will always answer. He will always give us an answer, but it may not be the answer that we want, right? But he will always give us an answer, and he knows what's best, and he's a loving father. He's better than any human father could ever be. He's a good, loving, perfect, kind father, and as one person said, he's, he's more ready to give than we are to ask. So we need to ask. Ask, he says, and he'll do amazing things. Yeah, he may not, as I said last week, he may not give you a third arm, Right? He reserves the right to do that, but, but that doesn't mean, I, I was thinking about that afterwards, you know, I, I always, you know, I, I, it's kind of a crazy thing, but I go home and I'm thinking about things I said or didn't say, you know, oh, I should have said, oh, why did I say that? That was really dumb. But the fact of the matter is, you know, yeah, he won't maybe do these kinds of things that, that are out of his will, but... He does want to do miraculous things. And I want to, I want to you know, stress that this morning, that he wants, to, he wants to do incredible things, right? He wants to do more than we ask or imagine. He's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations, Ephesians chapter 3. We need to ask according to his will, yes, so we need to ask him what his will is, or we need to ask and then ask him, if, is that part of your will? Will you do that? But don't be afraid to ask for big things. One of the greatest missionaries said, you know, that he, he, he um, asked God for great things, and he attempted for God to do great things. Ask, 
big things. Don't be afraid. Ask in Jesus' name and, and also at times pray with others. Today I want to look at part two, this idea of seeking. And uh, this is just huge. Let's give me a, 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 let me give you a definition first of the word seek. It means to go in search of, to look for, to search for, to try to find, from Webster's Dictionary. To, to search for something, to try to find something. He's saying here, seek, and you will find. Seek, and you will find. Now, what is he talking about here? We've got to look at the context and think about what is he talking about? Seeking for what? Searching after what? Looking for what? Trying to find what? What is he talking about here? Himself. God. That's really what he's talking about here. Yeah, there's times when we need to seek after different things, but he's talking here about seeking after himself. Seeking after God. This is, I mean, we're, we're in church, right? We're, we're a Christian church. We're a church who... who studies the Word of God, and, and, and hopefully that's, we're not afraid to talk about that. I, I believe there are places you can go, and, and you'll talk about lots of other things, but you'll never talk about seeking after God because it's, it's become a liberal kind of just a club or a social thing. But we're not afraid to talk about seeking after God, and it's not something that's just so mystical that we can't even talk about it. He says here, seek, and you will find. Everyone who seeks finds. Have you found him? Have you sought after him? That's the question. The scriptures are full of reference to this, and, and it is just huge. I want to I say, and I want to look at, at many scriptures this morning. I want you to keep up with me. It's kind of a topical study. You say, well, Calvary Chapel, we don't do topical studies. We do verse by verse or whatever. We do topical studies all the time. We just do them according to verse by verse, right? We don't not study topics. I don't, you know, there's a misunderstanding about that. We just do them like in order. And, and when you do it that way, you, you don't leave out the topics that you don't really want to cover, you see. But we, we look at topics all the time. So this topic about seeking is, is so positive and it's so huge. And I want to say this, that God isn't hiding, Sometimes we think he is. Where is God? You read through the Psalms and David says stuff like that. Where is God? Where are you? Well, I want to say to you today, when, and, and I want you to see this positive message here throughout the, the Old and the New Testament that God isn't hiding and he's right here for you and me. If we seek him, we will find him. That's a promise all throughout the Bible. So the idea, the idea is this, is that you and I, would, we would have an encounter with the living God. That's why you come to church, isn't it? You certainly don't come here for the donuts because we stopped giving you those a long time ago. Right? You didn't come to church to, you know, to just in, uh, you know, admire the architecture. There's a whole bunch of churches in, in you know, uh, foreign countries and, and maybe in our country as well that, that were built in at such a time with beautiful architecture. You go, but there's nobody there anymore except tourists with their cameras taking pictures of the architecture. But when those churches were built, there were people. They didn't build this big giant church just for tourists. There were people there that were seeking after God, that wanted to meet with God, you see. And the majesty of that kind of a building thing, so that's not a bad thing, but, but, but you, 
we come together so that we can hopefully be brought along this path and hopefully find answers and hopefully seek after God and meet with Him as we pray, as we study His Word. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said this, the task of pastoral ministry is, above all else, to arrange the contingencies for an encounter with the divine. You would have an encounter with God. That's, he's saying that's what the pastor's job is, to see that, that you meet with God. It's not to give you some kind of, just to be some kind of counselor, though that's part of it. It's not just to give you, you know, different ideas about what you can do with your life, maybe, or, or whatever. But it's to direct that each one of us would have an encounter with God, with the living God, the true and living God. So let's look at some verses. Let's go all the way back to Deuteronomy first. And again, uh, we're going we're gonna to just go from left to right, make it a little bit easier for you. But let's start in Deuteronomy chapter 4, first of all. This idea of seeking after God. Seek and you will find. He who seeks finds. That's what Jesus just told us, but it wasn't a new message. But it's a very, very important message because I think that when you and I seek after God and we have an encounter with God, we're changed. Our lives are changed. The world is changed by you and I having an encounter and a relationship with God. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29. And we're going to move quickly, so let's keep up. 29, it says, but if from there... Now, Deuteronomy talks about, you know, the fact that they were scattered because, of they, because they left the Lord out of their lives, because they fell into idolatry. But it says, if from there, where they were scattered, you seek the Lord your God, what does it say there? You will find Him. If you look for Him with all your heart and with all your soul, you will find Him. How many times are we out in the wilderness somewhere because we've left God out of our lives? We've gone, you know, in search of other things, and we'll see that's a, a common theme here. But he says, if you, if you come back, wherever you are, wherever you end up, wherever you are today, it doesn't matter. I know you're here. I don't mean that. But wherever you are spiritually, where are you, wherever you are emotionally or, or whatever, wherever you are, if you seek him, he says, you will find him. If you look for him with all your heart and with all your soul, not just a, you know, a simple, you know, well, I'm going to seek God or whatever. Jesus talked in the, in the Gospels about, you know, finding some, if you lost something. And I hate to lose things because it like it drives me insane because I, I want to find him. And I'll get so, you know, focused on trying to find this thing that I lost. you do anything. You take things apart like five times. You know what I'm saying? When you lose something. And you work really hard to try to find it. Jesus said, you know, person who sold everything they had to go and get that treasure. That's the kind of seeking he's talking about here, that, that everything else is, is not as important as seeking after God. Let's turn ahead to 1 Chronicles uh, chapter 16. And, you know, i got to tell myself i got to keep moving here because uh, each one of these verses are powerful. 1 Chronicles chapter 16. And verse uh, 10, 1 Chronicles 16 and verse 10. This is a psalm of David. And David said, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to, 
Look to the Lord and His strength and seek His face always. Seek His face always. What a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's not just seeking after a being or not just seeking after a, you know, something that we can't relate to. It's actually seeking after the face of God. Seek the face of God. Now, does that mean you're going to see a visual face? No, but, but to see his face in, the, in, in a relationship with him. This, this theme is, is throughout the Bible as well. To seek the face of God. To seek the face of God. Seek his face always. Look at chapter 28 of 1 Chronicles. David speaking to his son, Solomon. 1 Chronicles chapter 28. In verse 9, he says, And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every motive behind the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. That's pretty strong words. If you seek him, he'll be found by you. If you seek after God, David says, David knew this for himself. And now he's passing it on to his son. Passing it on to the next generation. It doesn't end with us. We need to let our children know. We need to let the young people in our fellowship know in in Sunday school that you can seek after God and have a relationship with him. Seek after the face of God and he will show himself to you. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, another verse that is familiar. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. You'll know this verse once you see it. It says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Pray and seek his face. Turn from our wicked ways. Humble ourselves. God says, I will hear. I will forgive. And I will heal. How many of us need that forgiveness? We need that healing. We we need to seek his face. We need to find that place. We need to find that quiet place and seek the face of God with all of our hearts. Not just half-heartedly, but with all of our hearts. 2 Chronicles chapter 15 2 Chronicles 15, verse 1. The Spirit of God came upon Azariah, son of Oded. He went out to meet Asa, and Asa was the king, one of the kings. This is the period of the kings. And he said to him, Listen to me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. If you leave him out of your life, he's not going to force himself in. But if you seek him, he'll be found by you. For a long time, Israel was was without the true God, without a priest to teach, without the law. But in their distress, they turned to the Lord, the God of Israel, and sought him. And he was found by them. You see the theme that we see over and over again, that if you seek after God, you will find him. Jesus said, seek and you will find, not you might find. Whenever people turned from their own ways, from themselves, and sought after the living God, they found Him 
Always, always, always. No questions asked. No problems. Later on, though, in, in, in 2 Chronicles, talking about this King Asa, he had, he had a disease. And it says, though his disease was severe, even in his illness, he did not seek help from the Lord, but only from the physicians. He decided he wasn't going to seek. He was told. The Spirit of God, through the prophet, told him, seek after God. He said, no, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go over here and seek help from this other direction. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 4. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. They came from every town in Judah to seek him. There's this idea of seeking the Lord together and, and coming together to seek after the face of God. And that's, I think, what we're doing here today, right? Again, why do we come here? We, we don't come to, to, I know you don't come to, to, to see me, that's for sure. You come because you want to, to seek after God. And that's what our heart's desire is, is to reach God, to seek Him. Together we do that. Same thing with the ask, you know, where two or more gathered in my name, he says, what, there am I in their midst. Gathering together, it says, they came together to seek help from the Lord, to seek him. They came from all these different places. Another interesting thing about one of the kings, Josiah, he was eight years old when he became king. And it says that eight years after he became king, it says that he began to seek the God of his father. He was 16 years old. It's never too early to seek after the face of God. You don't seek after God when you become 21. It's probably, you know, you need to, you need to seek after him. You know, that's why we, it's so important. We pray for them every, all, every week, all the time. We pray for our Sunday school. Why? Because we want to, to let them know about Jesus Christ now. You know, I didn't become a believer until I was in my 20s, but, you know, if I only had become a believer when I was 16, boy, I would have saved myself a lot of heartache, believe me. A lot of heartache. A lot of problems. A lot of stuff. You know what I'm talking about. 16 years old. As he began to seek the God of his father. Again, there's this thing about the family, too. He, he knew about the God of his father. His father was seeking after God. He said, I'm going to seek after God, too. Psalm 9, Psalm 9-9, Psalm 9-9 says this. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name will trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who what? Seek you. Never forsaken those who seek you. Never. That's a strong word, isn't it? He will never forsake those who seek Him. Look at Psalm 10, verse 4. In His pride, the wicked does not seek Him. In all His thoughts, there is no room for God. We talked about asking. You know, one of the things that keeps us from asking is pride. And here, it also keeps us from seeking after Him. We don't need God. I, I got everything I need for myself, in myself, by myself. I did it my way. You got the idea. But he says in his pride, 
the wicked does not seek him. We need to humble ourselves. Look at Psalm 27. Psalm 27. We're moving really fast here. Psalm 27, verse 8. My heart says of you, a psalm of David, my heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me. O God, my father, though my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. He's always there. He's always there. He'll be there every time. Psalm 63. Psalm 63. Verse 1. O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Again, it's the, the, the kind of how we're seeking him. If it's just a half-hearted, you know, I'm going to seek after God today. I want to kind of want to hear what he has to say, but, you know. If he does, he does. If he doesn't, he doesn't, you know. Don't expect anything. David here, he says, you know, I'm going to seek after God, you know, like, you know, thirsting after him, like in a place where there's no water, that, 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 that he is the only one who's going to be able to meet me and to take care of me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He's the one that's going to be there, earnestly seeking him. How about Isaiah chapter 31? Isaiah chapter 31, verse 1. Too glad I did these all kind of in order. A lot easier, huh? Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help, who rely on horses, who trust in the multitude of their chariots and in the great strength, strength of their horsemen, but do not look to the Holy One of Israel or seek help from the Lord. He says, Woe to those who look other places. Where are you looking for answers in this life? This is what he's saying here. You, you, you can go to all these different places. You can go to Egypt. And, and kind of in the Bible, Egypt is kind of a symbol for the world. You can go to the world to try to get all the help you need. But he says, you know, you need to look to the Holy One of Israel. You need to seek help from the Lord, Yahweh, the one and, and true living God. And as we've been seeing here, if we seek Him, we will find Him. Have you sought after the living God? Is this something real or is it just this is a kind of a club that we have here? Are you just sort of dabbling in religion, quote unquote? Or is it a relationship? We say that this isn't religion, this is a relationship. Well, you don't have a relationship with the living God until you seek after the living God and, and seek after the face of God. Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah 55. Not too many more. I got, I got a few minutes left. Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 6. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. What? While he may be found. Call on him while he is near. That tells us what? And we need to do it now. Not, you know, well, uh, you know, 
I'm going to kind of live my life for a little while and, and have as much fun and gusto as I can. And then just before I'm going to die, I'm going to seek after the Lord then and get things right with Him then. You don't know what you're going to face. You don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know how long you have on this earth. I don't. I haven't got a clue. I could be gone tomorrow. Do it now. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Jeremiah chapter 29, next book. Jeremiah 29, verse 13. Are you kind of getting the idea of what is going on here and, and how, how over and over we see this idea that God wants us to seek after him? He wants to have us to, to have a relationship with him, that it's real, that it's true, that, that this is what he wants. 29, verse 13. He says, you will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Again, they ended up in this, you know, far, far away from where they should be. But he says, when you seek after me, I'm going, to, I'm going to restore you. I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to make it right. I'm going to do the right thing. Let's see what's next here. Lamentations, next book. Lamentations, verse, chapter 3, verse 25. The Lamentations of Jeremiah. Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 25. says, the Lord is good to those whose hope is in Him, to the one who seeks Him. It's good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. The Lord is good to the one who seeks Him. He's going to be good to you. He's a good Father. Again, He's our loving, kind, faithful, perfect Father. How about Hosea? This one's going to be a little more difficult to find. Hosea is the first of the minor, what? Prophets. So Hosea chapter 10, right after the book of Daniel. Again, you're still going to the right. Hosea chapter 10. We're almost done. We have a couple more verses, uh, three more after this. Hosea chapter 10 and verse 12. He says, Sow for yourselves righteousness. Reap the fruit of unfailing love and break up your unplowed ground. For it is time to seek the Lord until He comes and showers righteousness on you. He says it's time to seek the Lord, but notice that He says there you need to sow, you need to reap, you need to break up that ground, that unplowed ground. They would leave ground, you know, to, to lie fallow for periods of time. But when, they, when it was time to come back, they would have to break it up because it got hard. He says break up the unplowed ground and, and maybe we need to break up our hearts and be broken before Him and seek the face of God and says He'll come and, and He will shower righteousness on us. All the wonderful things of God will be given to us as we seek Him. Hosea, Joel, Amos, or Amos, as some say. Amos chapter 5. Two books ahead and verse four. He says, this is what the Lord says to the house of Israel. Seek me and live. Do not seek Bethel. Do not go to Gilgal. Do not journey to Beersheba. 
For Gilgal will surely go into exile and Bethel will be reduced to nothing. Seek the Lord and live. Seek me and live. That's what real life is all about. That's where life comes from. That's where eternal life comes from. Seeking after the face of God. Let's jump into the two, the two verses I have in the New Testament. One in the book of Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. In verse 26, it says here from, <clears throat> excuse me, from one man he made every nation on, uh, excuse me, of men, that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he determined the times set for them and the exact places where they should live. God did this so that men would what? Seek him. And perhaps reach out for him and find him. And this is the part I want you to notice. Though he is not far from each one of us. The things that happen in our lives, you know, where we live, uh, you know, what's going on in our lives, the times of our lives, the places of our lives. He says he, he's involved in all of that. He did it so that you and I would seek him, reach out for him and find him. Though he's not far from each one of us, he's right there. He's right here. You don't have to stand on your head. You don't have to, you know, uh, perhaps you've seen it in, in um, places in, in television or, or, or different places where there, there are these shrines of people and they, they, they get on their knees and they walk on their knees for steps and steps and, and maybe quarter mile, half mile or whatever it is. To get to that place, and if they do that, then God will meet with them there. No, He's right, He's right here. He's right here. He's right, He's not far from you. He wants all of our hearts. He wants us to be serious about it, but but we don't have to do somersaults. He He's right here. He's not far from each one of us, from you. One more verse. Hebrews chapter eleven. This is the last verse I'm going to have you look at. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. It says, And without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Obviously, you believe that He exists and you seek after Him. On the other side of this coin, uh, before I finish, is, is this idea of, of the fact that the Lord also seeks. See, it's not just us doing the seeking, but Luke, it tells us that in the book of Luke, it tells us the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. He's seeking after us as well. In John chapter 4, it talks about worship. It says that the time is coming and has now come when the true worshiper, worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. He's seeking after us, you see. He's not just saying, well, I'll wait until you come to me, but he's, he's seeking after you. Seeking and to save what was lost. 
the Son of Man came. It's a two-way street, isn't it? Have you sought after Him? Have you spent time? Is, it, is, it, is this something that's even important? I, I, you know, it, it's like at the heart of having a relationship with God, really. I read this a little uh, story, kind of an example, I guess. I, I, I could say two people went to church. Same church, same Sunday. One of them heard the mistakes the worship team made. And, you know, despite what Anthony said, we do make mistakes from time to time. One of the, that same one, he saw a teenager talking when everybody was supposed to be bowed in prayer. Obviously, he wasn't either. He heard or she heard the mistakes the pastor made, even counted them. Oh, there he goes. Another one. One of you got are keeping a running count right now. You know. If he said um, if he used English in the wrong way, it, you know, right now you're. But the other came and was, you know, the music did something. The testimony of a young person speaking about her faith made a difference, how her faith made a difference in her life. The other person was excited to be part of what the church was doing, appreciated the Word of God, the teaching of the Word, and, and, and got something out of it and heard maybe an answer to a question that he or she had had for a while. Both went to the same church, same Sunday, heard the same things, but each found what they were looking for, it says. What do we look for? Are we seeking after the truth after God or is where what are we looking for what are we doing in our lives there's a little church uh, I read about in Yugoslavia and there are two verses up on the wall one we read Isaiah 55 seek the Lord while he may be found call on him while he is near and the other was Matthew 16 24 and these two were together if anyone would come after me he must deny himself take up his cross and follow me seek and follow him he who seeks finds. If you seek him, he'll be found by you. Do it now with all of our hearts. Seek me and live, he says. Seek me and live. That's what life is. Amen? Let's pray together, shall we? Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you that your word tells us without a shadow of a doubt, no question about this, that if we seek after you, you will, you will be found. You're not hiding from us. Lord, yeah, we, we're messed up and we're sinners and, and we're uh, many times uh, in places where we really so far away from you, but, but you say, just come. You say, come, come unto me. All you that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. You say, come, come and you'll find. Seek. If we seek your face, we will find your loving face. And I just believe we'll, we'll see there will be a smile on that face. That you love us so much. And maybe a tear <coughs> of joy and, and having that relationship with us. Dear God, thank you. Thank you. 
that you're always there for us. We take a moment even now in, in, in the quietness of our own hearts to say, God, I, I, w- I want to have an encounter with you. I, I want to meet with you. I want to seek your face. God, meet us, Lord, we pray. I pray also for any that have never, ever come to the Lord Jesus Christ and and you're searching for truth this morning. You simply need to do the same thing and and open your heart to Jesus Christ and say, Jesus, I seek after you. I want want to have a relationship with you. I want you in my life. Uh, I'm just a sinner and I, I I need the salvation that only comes through the cross. So come into my life today. I pray it in Jesus' name. God help us. God help us, Lord. We surrender, we submit, and we humble ourselves before you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.